God really cares. Like he cares a whole lot. His first command that he gave ever was be fruitful and multiply. So he really cares about it. Um, and, and definitely just invite him in. Like everything is so different when you do that. Welcome to the Birth Journeys Podcast. It is my belief that our birth journey has a lasting impact that goes far beyond delivery. It is my hope that through these stories, you would find the insight, tools, and the courage to go on and have your own positive and empowering birth journey. Just as a reminder, any information you hear on this podcast is meant to inform and encourage you on your birth journey and not intended to replace advice from your medical professional. Welcome back to the Birth Journeys podcast. Today we have Kaylee on and she's going to be sharing her stories with us. Hi Kaylee, I'm excited to hear them. Why don't you start out by telling us a little bit about yourself? Hi, thank you so much for having me. Um, My name is Kaylee Johnson. I live in Massachusetts um, with my husband and my three kids. A seven-year-old, five-year-old, and he's a two-year-old almost in May. Um, I'm a stay-at-home mom. My husband has a well pump company, and yeah, we love being outside and just living the kind of country life, and yeah, that's it. Mm-hmm. That sounds like a beautiful life. <laughs> uh, so where do you like to say that your birth journey begins? Well, um, I always think back to when I was growing up, like people would ask you, what do you want to be when you grow up? And my only answer was a mom. Like I really had no other aspiration. And um, I've come to learn that that's not a bad thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I, for a while there, I kind of felt like, you know, I'm not like boss babe enough or something. (laughs) Um, Just like, you know, like I, I fully just wanted to be a mom and raise children to love God. And, and even before I was saved, I always just wanted to be a mom. But then even after I got saved, it's like so much more. So Mm -hmm. yeah. And then when my husband and I got married, we were, I was 23 and he was 22 and my daughter was conceived right around our honeymoon. Um, and we had only been engaged for like seven months So it was like a whirlwind. It was like married, instantly pregnant. Our baby turn was like three months on our one-year anniversary. So that's really where motherhood just started for me. Hmm. I love it. Honeymoon baby. Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah. We had a five-year plan and God laughed. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's how it goes. Yes. So what was it like finding out you were pregnant so soon after getting married, especially with a five-year plan? (laughs) Yeah, I literally remember the room spinning. Like, I remember taking the test, and I was only three weeks along, which was kind of, like, crazy because, you know, first-time mom, it's normally, like, catches you by surprise, but I just felt my body was different. Like, I knew something was going on. Um So, yeah, I just – I took the test while my husband was at work, and I remember – literally remember the room spinning. But um, when he got home, I had bought, like, a little onesie and 
put like a little note on our dog that said like big brother. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so I mean, we were excited. We weren't devastated by any means. We were like, okay, here we go. Like, this is great. Um, It was a little bit hard just because I was the only person having kids out of my friend group. I didn't have any family that had little kids. I didn't have anybody around me really to like prepare me or, or even give me an idea of what it was going to be like. Um, so that was kind of a challenge. Um, and I can get into that too, but yeah, I mean, we, overall we were excited, but you know, a little scared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine. (laughs) Yeah. Hmm. So how was that pregnancy? What kind of care did you choose? Yeah. So with my daughter, um, I knew that I wanted a natural birth. So in my mind, that was just like no epidural, um, no C-section, just, you know, vaginal birth. And, um, but I did absolutely nothing to prepare for it. Like I just kind of was like, yeah, I don't know. I'll just like go in and give birth and it'll be fine. And I went to a conventional hospital in a city near me, um, and, you know, my pregnancy was pretty standard. I, I, I never really got, um, like, morning sickness with any of my kids. I just got extremely tired, like, like a Mack truck hit me. Like, I can't even function. I'm so tired. Um, but I worked as a hairstylist up until about 36 weeks, and then um, – we had decided that I was going to stay home anyway. So I was like, I'm just going to give myself a month off and just kind of like enjoy, you know, my last couple of weeks as, you know, responsibility free and whatever. So um, I went into labor with her right around 40 weeks and five days and my water broke before anything happened. So did you want me to get into my birth story? Or? Yeah, you can, you can okay. go ahead. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so yeah, I was like feeling good, you know, started to have some of the signs a couple days before, like lost a little bit of, you know, the mucus plug and things like that. But my water broke while I was laying on the couch watching Grey's Anatomy. And um, we had just ordered some subs for dinner. So I was like, well, let's wait until our subs get here and then we'll go right to the hospital. Um because I really knew absolutely nothing about the way the healthcare system works or, you know, what the providers were going to say and do. And, um, I knew nothing. I really had done zero to prepare. So anyway, so we ate our subs and then we went right to the hospital. I wasn't having any contractions or anything at all. Um, and we stayed, we, we got there about four and they were like, you're not really in labor, so we'll check you in because we have a room, but we're going to have you go do some laps and like just kind of try to walk walk to get things started. So we did that until 9 p.m. And then they were like, okay, we're going to get you started on Pitocin. And I had heard about Pitocin. So I was like, no, I, I really want to keep trying to walk. So we did that again. And then by 1 a.m., they were like, no, we really are going to start you on Pitocin now because, you know, they say there's like the chance of infection and things like that after your water has broken. So they did the Pitocin and those contractions picked up around 4 a.m. And Pitocin contractions are nothing like natural contractions. They are, for me anyways, they felt so... (laughs) Yes. 
it felt like something was happening to me instead of my body doing something. And it was painful and it was scary. And like I was laying on my back and the room was dark. And I remember like tossing side to side and just being like, I cannot do this. Like this is awful. So um, I finally, you know, and I had had it in my mind that I wanted a natural birth, but you know, unfortunately the nurses were like irritated with me for wanting that. And when I was like, kind of, they were like, well, we can give you a shot that will like take the edge off, but it might not work. And the anesthesiologist is like around, he could do it right now. Kind of just like, just get the epidural and like be Mm -hmm. quiet kind of thing. Which is all too common. You know, I, after talking to many women now, I realized my situation was pretty common. So yeah, yeah, so I got the epidural. Um, I remember having one contraction and the, the, nurse like wanted to check me or something and I like told her she had to wait I was like hold on I'm having a contraction and she was like super irritated with me so um that was just not good care at all so mm-hmm. I ended up getting the epidural and thank god he just like protected me and surrounded me he you know I I pushed for 20 minutes she came out perfectly healthy she was born at 9 50 a.m so the labor after, you know, the Pitocin kicked in was only about five hours. So very thankful. Yeah. Yeah. And as far as epidurals go, like I had the best case scenario, like my, my torso, um, and my pelvis area were totally numb. I couldn't really feel anything, but I could still walk all those kinds of things. Wow, so that's amazing. Yeah, I know. Cause that doesn't always happen for people. So I'm very thankful for that. Um, but yeah, so uh, her labor was overall really good. I only tore, I think, I think I tore a little bit, but it didn't even need, or no, I did. I needed like two or three stitches with her. Um, so, yeah, that her birth was pretty standard, I would say. You know, for what happens in a hospital, and thankfully nothing went wrong, and I didn't end up in any type of emergency situation. Um, but yeah, it was pretty. But I. I walked away from it just feeling like I had missed out on something and I didn't mm-hmm. quite know what it was because I hadn't done any research into birth yet either. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just felt kind of like pushed to the side and let down. And um, yeah, and, you know, we had made some alternative choices too of like medical decisions that we wanted to make for our children. And we were like so shamed for it in the hospital. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, bawling my eyes out like one day postpartum because they were just making me feel like the worst mother ever. And, um, yeah, so it was just not a good experience in the hospital at all. The postpartum Mm -hmm. nurses were really just like aggressive and, um, just not, yeah, it just wasn't a good experience, honestly. Um, and, but overall it could have been so much worse and I know that. So I'm thankful. Um, And then, so like you're starting nursing and you're healing and I, I didn't know how to nurse obviously because I'd never done it before. And I, um, was having a little trouble latching her and one of the nurses was just like, here, have a nipple shield, just that'll help. And I'm like, okay. Um, so I just put it on and she did, she nursed with that. But what I didn't know is if you're going to use a nipple shield, you have to have a plan in place to wean the baby off of it because, Mm -hmm. If you don't, 
well, my daughter anyways, got used to the feeling of the plastic nipple in her mouth and she would never latch naturally after that. And, um, what I've learned since then is that there's like a transaction between the baby's saliva and your nipple that tells your body, you know, what kind of enzymes you need to produce, what kind of antibodies and Mm -hmm. how much to produce and those kinds of things. And when that shield is is the barrier, that communication is not happening. So my supply really never increased to meet her demand. Um, so at about like three months postpartum, and I'll go back and talk about mine too, but, um, she, I finally realized like this poor girl, like she's starving. Mm. (laughs) So, um, I kept trying to latch her without the nipple shield and it just wasn't happening. So we decided to do a mixture of like formula and, breastfeeding, which worked perfectly for us. And she, you know, started to thrive and gain weight and sleep through the night. And so that was awesome. Um, but yeah, that's, that's like a caution that I would give to any first time mom is like nipple shields can be extremely helpful as long as you have a plan to get off of them. Mm -hmm. If you plan on nursing long-term. Um, yeah. So that was just something that I took away from it. But my postpartum with her was, um, it, I, I didn't experience any type of like postpartum depression or anxiety, I don't think, but my world was completely upside down. Like, you know, like I said, I was the only one out of my friend group having children and I didn't know anything about like how this was all supposed to go. And, and, and I was always like, is this normal? Like, yeah. And, and, um, I think being young, I had a little bit of a hard time adjusting to not being selfish. Like when you become a mother, all of a sudden it is not about you in any way. Mm -hmm. And I had a hard time with that. Um, and I'm sure it would be different for everybody, but I, I was a very independent person before. And then all of a sudden it's like, you don't have the option to even, even try to be independent (laughs) anymore. So I really did struggle with that, but, um, the Lord is so graceful and, and he helps so much. So yeah. And yeah, overall my postpartum was pretty good. I just, I, you know, I had a lot of hormonal ups and downs and I felt lonely and things, but, um, overall it was, it was pretty good. Um, so yeah, that was when I was like 23. And then do you want me to talk about my next one or do you have yeah, another? Sure. You okay. Can go, go ahead. Okay, perfect. Um, so then when my daughter was about 10 months old, we were like, okay, we want another one. And we're like, but we're going to wait until her first birthday passes and then we'll start trying. Um, and I should preface and say too, I am so unbelievably grateful that we have gotten pregnant so easily every time. Um, I know that that's nothing to take lightly. So I'm very grateful for that. Um, but yeah, as soon as we had decided that we like wanted another one, it just happened. We were pregnant the next month. Um, and we didn't wait until the first birthday. It was just like instantly go time. And I think that, you know, that's, that was the Lord's plan for the time for my son to be born. So, um, yeah, so we got pregnant with him, but I all of a sudden started thinking about home birth and I had no reason to think about it because nobody that I knew had ever done one. Um, but I got obsessed with this birth podcast called doing it at home. (laughs) And, um, it's, 
not a Christian podcast or anything, but it's uh, a, a home birth podcast. And, um, and I got obsessed with it and I just started binging it and just like, I would listen to all the episodes and I really felt like the Lord was just kind of opening my eyes to the idea that a home birth is something that I could do and that Mm. it's, even though it's not normal in my circle, it happens a lot all over the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah, so I just got obsessed with that podcast and I, through that, I knew God was asking me to do a home birth. Um, so I started researching and I found a Christian midwife near me. There was literally one at the time. (laughs) Um, since then, I feel like there's a lot more have come out of the woodwork, but at the time that was five years ago or six years ago, I suppose in my area in Massachusetts, there was one Christian midwife and it was hard to find any midwives at all. To be honest, home birth was just like not talked about that I knew. Um, so I found her, we clicked and my husband was on board. Um, I'm so thankful. My husband is a pretty go with the flow laid back kind of guy. And he was just like, yeah, go for it. Like if that's what you want to do, let's do it. And, um, we had watched the documentary on Netflix, the business of being born. And if anybody wants to talk themselves into having a home birth or (laughs) a birth center birth, just go watch that. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You will be like, that's it. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so we decided to move forward again. I had a pretty easy pregnancy. I'm very thankful. The only thing with all three was, um, some ligament pain in the back that kind of mimicked sciatic pain. It wasn't a sciatic nerve, but, uh, it was like a ligament. So I would get the pain basically through, um, my back, but it didn't go all the way down to my leg. And that's how you knew it different. It was, it was different than sciatic Mm. pain. Um, but it was really hard. It was, it was super hard, especially having a baby at the time. Um, and always having to carry her, my back literally just hurt so much the whole time. Um, but thankfully again, I wasn't sick and, um, yeah. So then (laughs) this is, this is kind of like the interesting part of my story. So my son, um, well, actually, I should tell this part, too. I still don't fully understand it, but it is it is interesting. So I was praying one day, and I felt the Lord say 36 and 5. And I was like, okay, is that the day, like the day and week that I'm going to go into labor? Like, who knows? We'll see. So the night that I turn 36 and 5, like right around midnight, I start leaking fluid. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, is this happening? This is crazy. And my midwife had left a pH tester with me to test if it was um, my waters. So I tested it and it turned black. Like, yep, this is your waters. So I'm like, whoa, like this is crazy. So I tell my midwives and they're like, okay, great. Like, let us know when anything picks up and we'll just, um, we'll come over. Well, I had never experienced natural labor. So I was having Braxton Hicks, like pretty strong Braxton Hicks, but it wasn't full blown labor, but midwives, they kind of err on the side of, we would rather come over and have a false start than, than not make it. So, Mm -hmm. um, so, uh, yeah, everybody came over, they like set the birth tub up and everything. And then when it turned daytime, we had construction workers working outside and it just stopped. Like I, it just, nope, dead stop wasn't happening. Um, so 
but the interesting part from there was that I had, um, oh my goodness, the word is escaping me right now. Uh, per, uh, is it precipital labor? Prodromal? Prodromal, thank you. Oh my goodness. Precipital? Oh, that's fine. Precip- precipitous <laughs> labor is a thing. <laughs> oh, precipitous. That's, that, yeah, that's really like fast. fast birth, yeah. <laughs> well, spoiler alert, I also had one of those. But <laughs> um, yeah, so prodromal labor. I literally had prodromal labor from that day forward until I gave birth. Oh, wow. So, so it was like almost six weeks because... 40 weeks rolls around, nothing. 41 weeks rolls around, nothing. And my midwife starts saying, okay, like, you know, we're either, you know, we're going to have to send you to get some ultrasounds and just make sure that your waters are okay and everything is still good. The placenta is still good. So we did that. 42 weeks rolls around, nothing. And I I told her, I'm like, I trust God's timing. I'm going to go into labor when God tells me I'm going to go into labor. And she was like, okay, perfect. We're just going to monitor you really closely. And I'm like, that's amen. Like, that's great. So, um, we do another ultrasound, you know, she's, she's coming over to check the heart rate every day. And, um, one night she came over to check the heart rate and it was accelerating and decelerating. Um, but I felt in my spirit, she was like, I think you should go to the hospital and get a stress test. And I prayed, I stopped and prayed and I felt in my spirit, no, don't do that. Tomorrow morning, go and get an ultrasound and then you can assure everything and everybody that you're fine. So, um, I believe what happened was he was sleeping and then she like nudged him and he woke up and it startled him. So, um, the next day we went, had another ultrasound. He's perfect. So, um, then 42, wait, 42 weeks and six, uh, five days rolls around. We go, to Yankee Candle Factory, which is in, it's like an hour from us. We have a nice day with the family. It's great. We just, it's a, I think it was a Sunday. Um, yeah, we just had a nice day. We walked around and like 11 a.m. that night or 11 p.m. I'm sorry. I told my husband something feels different. Like I'm not in labor, but I, I do feel a shift in my body. And he's like, okay. So, um, I went to bed. I woke up at 4 a.m to a strong contraction. And so I went to the kitchen and I'm like, I'm just going to make myself some tea and toast and like, just chill. I'm, I'm not going to try to force anything. I'm just going to like relax and like, let this just be a really relaxing experience. Well, by the time I got my tea and toast done, I had already had like four or five strong contractions. And so I'm like, okay, these are really close together. So I wake my husband up and I'm like, can you set up the birth tub and call the midwife? And, um, so he, he sets up the birth tub and he calls her and she's like, okay, call me back in 20 minutes and let me know like how it is. Um, but she told me later, she like got right in the car (laughs) right away. So, um, uh, my, we called my doula as well. Um, and yeah, we didn't have a, a photographer that time. So we called them and they start to head to us. They're both about an hour from us. So, um, but weirdly my, my doula got there first, which I don't understand, but, um, so anyway, so by the time they get there, so my mother-in-law also comes over cause she's going to kind of be like the kid wrangler and just like help us with that. And we're set up in my living room. This house was like 1200 square feet, like 
it like we were on top of each other, but, um, it was, it was awesome. So my mother-in-law's in the kitchen and I'm in the tub, my water broke and it had some, a little bit of meconium in it. And I called my midwife and she's like, okay, well, I'm not surprised. Like you're super far along. It's kind of, you know, it's fine. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, okay, but I had kind of started to panic for a second. I don't know why. Cause I knew it would be okay. But I, I was like, so set on having this home birth that I was like, if anything screws this up, I'm going to cry. Like I, I can't handle that. I have to have this home birth. So, um, that's something to know. I was very, uh, rigid, I would say in what I wanted for this birth. And I was very, um, I was a little bit on edge, but also very thankful. It was so beautiful. And I honestly didn't realize I was on edge until my third son's birth. So just something to note. But um, so uh, my mother-in-law's in in the kitchen. My husband's like getting something for me in the room. And I reach down and I feel his head. And what? (laughs) Yeah, right there. Like literally right there. And that was – that must have been at seven – uh, 30-ish. So I'm like, oh, Kim, I felt his head. And she, and I'm like in La La Land. I'm like, oh, I just felt his head. And she's like, um, okay. Uh, where's the paper that says like what to do if the midwives don't make it? Like, what do I do again? <laughs> so, luckily we had that up on the fridge. So she was like reading over the thing. She's like, okay, okay. All right, great. So I am roaring. Like I, I start to put, well, you know, he's like moving down, moving down, moving down. Well, the, the, the like pushes at the end where he's like really coming out. I only ended up pushing three times, but I got to like the really like Rory, like pushing him down contractions before my midwives were even there. Nobody was there. It was just me, my mother-in-law and my husband and my my midwife comes in and she's like, yep, I heard you from the driveway. Like, <laughs> it's time to go. So she's like rushing around, getting her gloves on and stuff. And um, my doula then comes in and she's like, yep. Or no, I think, no, I'm sorry. My doula made it first. She comes in. She's just like, yep, like this is happening. Yep, it's great. Like, you're, it's time to go. So she's just sitting there watching and, and you know. And um, yeah, I, I pushed down three times and he just came flying out and my midwife caught him because I was leaning on my husband's legs. He was sitting on that. He was sitting next to the birth pool on our coffee table. And I was just like leaning over kind of holding onto his hands and just kind of bearing down. So I was like on my knees. Um, and yeah, so my midwife caught Levi and then handed him to me and it was just the most wonderful experience. Like it was the first time that I had really like heard from the Lord, like, here's what I want you to believe for. And I really pressed in and believed for it. And then it came to pass. Like that was the first time that I had really seen that in my life. And it was just like shocking and surprising and beautiful. And I was just crying and being like, I can't believe this actually happened. I can't believe it because I had prayed specifically that I would push three times and that my labor would be less than six hours. And it was, it was, it it, from start to finish, it was two and a half hours. Um, 
from when like labor really started to when he was born was two and a half hours. Wow. And um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I need to correct myself. When I said I woke up at 4 a.m., it was actually 5 a.m. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the details are blurry now five yeah. years later. But <laughs> um, it was just so beautiful. Like it was just beautiful and mm-hmm. some really cool details. So my grandfather-in-law, he uh, – was night he must have been 87 at the time and you know back in his day when his kids were born like they didn't meet the babies for a long time like they weren't allowed in the room they didn't come to the hospital like nothing at all so um like 20 minutes after Levi's born (laughs) we hear a knock on the front door and normally you know that just like I would be so mad but Grandpa is, his name is Edsel. He is the sweetest man on the planet, like Mm. truly. So he comes knocking in. He's like, oh, oh my goodness. I didn't know I'd be able to see the baby. Oh my goodness. Like, (laughs) oh my goodness. And he was just like, and I let him hold the baby and he was sitting there just like, oh my gosh, I can't believe he was just born. Like it was like a beautiful experience Mm. for him that he didn't get to have with his own kids. So it was like, that was beautiful. Like it was really, yeah, that was so awesome. And he's still alive. He's 92. He is, he's amazing. He, he Mm -hmm. truly is amazing. Um, so yeah. And then, um, so for, for my son's birth, I, or I'm sorry, after having a hard time postpartum with my daughter, that was something that I really prayed into for my second son for, I'm sorry, for my first son, my second child. Um, I was like, Lord, I I know you're going to give me an amazing birth, but I also need an amazing postpartum because I have a baby and now I have two babies. I just, I can't struggle like I did before. Like it just, I know that you have something better for me. I know that I'm not meant to suffer like this. I, I need a beautiful postpartum. And I, when I say that God came through on that, it was like miraculous. Like I was in on on cloud nine for months after like Mm. life was just so beautiful to me I was just so thankful so humbled so like the postpartum hormones just seemed to like keep flowing and that was the other thing too um I I I wish I could quote all the science about it right now but you know there's something that happens when you get an epidural that it kind of just blocks those like all the endorphins and and everything Mm -hmm. that that releases after you have the baby the the postpartum hormones the uh, that elated feel that you have and you're still so happy but there is a hormonal rush that comes um you know through natural childbirth and Mm -hmm. I experienced that with my son and I believe that that was like a blessing that God you know gives is that we get to experience that like hormonal rush um so so we, I experienced that with Levi. It was amazing. And it just seemed to like not stop. Like I was just so happy. Um, and it was so funny too, because like with my daughter, you know, I, I had torn a little bit. I had to have stitches. It was hard to walk. It was painful. Um, and then with Levi, I had like a surface tear, but it was like absolutely nothing that they were like, you don't need to stitch it. It'll heal on its own. Um, and I remember, uh, this kind of a, funny, but also like, oh my gosh, story. Um, so my, uh, I, I wanted cinnamon rolls and I knew that I wanted them. So I had them in the fridge before. Cause I wanted that to be my like postpartum meal. Um, 
aunt, well, I'm sorry, my mother-in-law also made me amazing eggs and bacon. And then I wanted cinnamon rolls. (laughs) So everyone else was busy with something. So I was like, I'm just going to get up and turn the oven on. I'm going to go make them. Um, Well, I turned the oven on to preheat and I didn't realize that the midwives had put towels in the oven to keep them warm oh, no. for me and the baby. <laughs> so I smoked out the house like one oh, hour. It was terrible. <laughs> I had to like open the windows, shut the doors, like try to like keep the baby away from the smoke. I felt so bad, but I find it funny because like I never would have gotten up and made myself cinnamon rolls after Mm -hmm. my first birth, like not a chance. So it just was kind of like a testimony to me of like how good I truly felt. And, um, yeah, I was just like, everybody come on over, like, see what I did. (laughs) Um, and that's kind of how I've been with all three too. I'm always like ready for everyone to come visit because I just love like sharing it with people and just being like this miracle of birth. And, um, it's, you know, whatever anyone wants to do, if you need that time to kind of just bond you and your family, that's beautiful. And then if you want to invite everybody in, that's beautiful too. Like whatever mm-hmm. feels right for you is what you should yes. do. But, um, I agree. yeah. So yeah, that's what, that was my second birth and it was gorgeous and beautiful and yeah, I'm very thankful. Yeah. And then perfect. <laughs> it, it, yeah. Love it. And I thought it couldn't get better. I thought it couldn't get better. And then God was like, hold on. (laughs) Let me show you. (laughs) Um, So those two were really close together. They were uh, 19 months apart. Um, They should have been, you know, 18. But Levi decided to wait three weeks and and come out really, really late. So, (laughs) um But it was like a whirlwind having two under two. It's really – and that's something that I want to say to any mom dealing with that too. And I've had friends text me and I have to like reassure them. Having two under two is literally one of the hardest things you could ever do. And it's one of the – it's one of the hardest – I won't say the hardest, but it's one of the hardest – phases of motherhood and like ways of having children. So if you have two under two right now and you feel overwhelmed and you feel like, you know, is this ever going to get easier? I want to tell you, yes, it is. It's going to get easier. It is so hard right now and how hard it feels to you is very valid. Like there's, it, it is so hard. So, um, we decided to, wait a little while. I mean, I really did. My husband kind of would have gone along with whatever, but I was like, I just need time. Um, so my, my son nursed until, oh, I should, I should talk about that too. Um, nursing with my son was a lot better. Uh, but about like three or four days postpartum, his latch was excruciating. Like I was like yelping every time, crying every time. And my mid, or I'm sorry, my doula, she, um, she's just an amazing woman of God. And she was like, she texted me at 8 PM on a Sunday night. And she's like, Hey, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? And I'm like, honestly, I'm ready to quit nursing. It hurts so much. I'm so over it. Like I can't do this anymore. And she was like, I'll be there in an hour. So she came over yep, at 9 PM and she literally like adjusted a few things, showed me how to hold him, put, you know, did it all for me and the pain was gone and then it stopped from there on. So that's another thing that I would want (laughs) to say is 
have a lactation consultant ready to go. Don't wait until you need one to find one. Like build that relationship first or like at least like do some research um, and have someone so that if you need someone like last minute, you, you, you'll have that. Mm-hmm. Um, because I absolutely would have quit if she didn't come over um, and help me that night. So wow, I love it. Yeah. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Um, so then uh, I nursed him until about like 13. No, I'm sorry, 15 months. And then I just I needed some time of not being in baby phase. Um, so we waited until my son was about three and then, uh, we weren't even trying. Um, but, uh, my, uh, my husband one day goes, um, have you gotten your period yet? And I'm like, no. And he had been tracking my cycle just, um, you know, for, I don't know, he's just like an analytical person and he likes any type of app that like, <laughs> like track something in his <laughs> life or like make his life better or whatever. He's downloading it and he's using it. So he was like using the ovulation tracking app. So he was like tracking my cycle for me. Um, and he's like, um, you should have had your period like two weeks ago. And I'm like, what? And he's like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> so I'm like, no way, no way. But we had tests. So I went in and I took a test and it was positive And I was stunned, like stunned. So with my other two, I had found out at three weeks and I, I knew with Levi, um, before the test was even showing up positive and I took like so many tests, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Um, but with Bo, I wasn't looking for it. I wasn't expecting it at all. And so, um, it was a shock. And honestly, I started crying when I found out I was pregnant because I, um, for me personally, pregnancy and postpartum is a time when I don't really feel like my best self. I just, I just don't thrive in it. I, I'm thankful to have had healthy pregnancies and healthy babies and things like that. But I just, um, I don't know. I don't feel like my same joyful self. Uh, I don't feel, I don't, it's hard to describe, but I just don't feel like my best self during that time. And I, I hadn't prepared myself that, okay, Hey, you're, you know, you're going into this pregnancy and you're going to be great. So it was like, a, it was just a shock. And so I cried and I was honest with my husband. Like, I am not excited to be pregnant. Like I'm, I'm actually a little bit like, Oh my gosh. Like, of course I'm so excited to have another baby and to add another beautiful human to the world, but I'm not excited to be Mm -hmm. pregnant for the next nine months. Um, and I'm, I'm honestly thankful that I didn't try to force myself, um, to feel a certain way. And I was kind to myself and I was like, you know what? It's okay that you feel this way right now. I like, I'm going to let myself feel this and I'm going to work through it and then I'm going to be joyful. And I know that. So, um, and I was joyful too. It was just like mixed emotions, but so yeah, I, you know, I, I let myself process and, and get excited. And then, um, I had a good pregnancy again, just very tired again. Um, and, um, I planned another home birth by this time. My, the woman who had been my doula at my 
first home birth was now a midwife Mm. and a home birth midwife. So we had just connected so well and I prayed about it and I just felt like she was the right person for this birth. Um, so I reached out to her right away and I was like, yeah, I'm pregnant and I, you're definitely my midwife. And she's like, yay, I'm so excited. So, (laughs) um, we, um, yeah, we just plan on having the home birth and she would come to my house for all my appointments and, you know, the kids got to be involved and do the ultrasound, you know, like, or not the ultrasound, I'm sorry, the Doppler and like hear the baby's heartbeat and just really be involved in all of that. Um, I chose not to weigh myself actually for Levi and Bo's pregnancies. Um, and I just, you know, talked to my midwives about it and just said, you know, if you see any like weight gain that concerns you or anything like that, then we can go ahead and and monitor it. But as far as like, as long as everything looks healthy, I don't want to be obsessed with my weight. I just want to kind of live my life. Mm, (laughs) Um, and just, yeah, because you know, really the whole like pressure on women about weight gain is just so ridiculous. Like obviously be healthy and support your body. Don't use it as an excuse to just eat whatever, whenever, but you know, gaining fat is a good thing for supporting another life. And it's just the unrealistic expectations are so unhealthy and the constant monitoring is so unhealthy. Um, I remember when I went actually for my daughter, it was in the hospital and there was a a male doctor and I, I'm like five one, but I've always been like pretty curvy. And he was like, you know, you're starting out more overweight than we would want you to. So like, we don't want you to really gain any weight. And I was like, so exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Like coming from a man and everything. I'm like, you have no idea. So Mm -hmm. yeah. So after that, I was like, you know what? I'm not even going to put any type of pressure like that on myself. And I will say that's like the beautiful thing about a home birth or even like a um, birth center birth is you are really the one in charge Mm -hmm. of your pregnancy and what you say goes. And midwives are not going to try to, you know, they're going to lay out all the options for you, but they're not going to try to bully you. They'll do the opposite. So yeah. Yeah. Um, and I know of amazing hospitals too. Like I have a friend who has had an amazing experience at her hospital. And so that's great too. But just, you know, in general, uh, a home birth or, or a, a birth center birth, you're going to be more in charge of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyways, yeah. So my, my pregnancy with him was good again, honestly, kind of a blur because I had two other, you know, young kids and (laughs) just, I told, it was funny. I remember telling the Lord, like, Lord, I had so much time to pray about Levi's birth, but I really don't have time this time. So I'm just going to surrender it to you and trust that you're going to give me an amazing birth and, um, an amazing postpartum and it's going to be good. And that's, I just don't even have time to like really pray into this. So, um, and I felt like he was like, like there was a grace on it. Like I knew he was good with that. I knew we were like, we're, we're good. Like I trust you. We're good. So, um, nothing remarkable happened except I had had my ultrasound, um, at 16 weeks because my sister-in-law was coming up, um, from Florida and she hadn't been there for any of our like gender reveal parties, which I love gender reveal parties, by the way, they're so fun. (laughs) Um, and so I wanted her to be able to be there for that. So we got our ultrasound a little early 
And um, they called me like a week later and were like, you know, there's a thing in the brain that at 16 weeks, it's there. It will go away by 18 weeks. But if it doesn't, it's a marker for Down syndrome. And they're like, so since you had your ultrasound early, that like quote unquote marker was there. So we just need you to come back in so we can confirm that it's not there. Um, so that was just a little bit kind of scary, but again, I just prayed and was like, you know, I trust you. It's going to be okay. And we went back in and it was perfect. So, um, but that was just a little bit of like, whoa, like that's, it, it, it gave me a heart for people who deal with any type of complication with their child or health issue or anything like that. Cause it is, it is so real when it's your own child. Mm-hmm. Um, so Anyways, thankful that there was nothing wrong and we moved forward and, um, yeah, my pregnancy was very uneventful, honestly. Uh, (laughs) so we got to, you know, the 36 week and what, when you do a home birth at 36 weeks, they'll come over, they'll bring you the birth tub if you want it so that you can set it up like whenever you want in labor. Um, and they just, you give them the tour around your home, you show them where everything is that they might need, um, and you show them where you're planning on birthing and everything like that. Um, and so we did that. That was great. My mother-in-law was here again because she was going to be at the birth again. Um, and we actually had hired a uh, videographer this time because oh, cool. I – Yeah, it was really cool. I actually will send you the video if you want to see it because it is – it's beautiful. Ooh, um, I'd love to. Yeah. Um, so just because I knew it was my last child and I was like, you know what, like, let's just go all out. Like it's our last one. Let's, let's just document it and it'll be beautiful. So she did it in like a story style where she started off with while I was pregnant and then she put in some footage of the 36 week appointment and then of the actual day of birth. And it Mm -hmm. it is really cool. That's cool. It, yeah, I'm very thankful we did that. Um, so, uh, so the day came, what happened? It's a blur. <laughs> I woke up again at 5am, funny enough. Um, and, uh, I was having some contractions, but they weren't like a lot, but my midwife knew how fast I gave birth last time. So when I told her I was having contractions and I was, oh, I was, uh, 41 weeks and one day, um, she was like, okay, I'm going to come over, like, better safe than sorry. So she came over, and at about, like, 7, um, I was like, can you just check me? I just need to know if I'm actually in labor. And when she checked me, um, I was only 3 centimeters. Um, and this was such a pivotal moment in this labor. So... I was tempted to get frustrated, but I was like, you know what? I feel like I need to go just like sit on the toilet and just let my body relax. Um, And that's a really good tip or trick if anybody's having Mm -hmm. trouble like just like getting things going. Go sit on the toilet. It's crazy what it'll do. So I went and sat on the toilet and I brought my Bible with me and I was like – the like God was just talking to me and he was like, you – can try right now to control everything, but it's not going to go well for you. Or you can surrender into me and trust me and relax. And I was like, okay, 
I'm going to surrender. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to relax. Um, so, uh, I came back after that and I was sitting on the bed and the contractions just started picking up. Um, and I, uh, I told my husband, you should call your mom. The contractions are getting real. Like I can tell. And he was kind of like, really? Are you sure? And I was like, you're not taking me seriously right now and you need to. I'm telling you I'm in labor. And my midwife was like, she looked at him and she's like, she has absolutely turned a corner. You should definitely call your mom. And I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> because I would lay back in bed and then when a contraction would come, I would sit right up. I would breathe through it and then I would lay back down. And I wasn't sleeping, but I was resting. Um, but she could hear it in my tone and my voice, you know, they just know. Um, so yeah, I turned that corner and then, um, uh, I decided to get in the tub and, uh, so my videographer was setting up during that time and kind of a backtrack to Levi's birth. So anytime anyone like made any noise during that birth or like, was any type of chaos or anything at all, I got super irritated. And I was just like so protective over this is my birth and it needs to be perfect and nobody better mess it up. Like, Mm -hmm. but it was, it was very subconscious that I was thinking like that, but I was. Um, And this time, like the videographer was setting up like her big poofy thing or whatever. And my midwife was like, I thought you were going to freak out and you didn't even notice. And I'm like, I literally didn't even hear her doing that. Like I had no idea. So, but before that I kept saying like, I don't really want anyone up here. I don't really want anyone up here. I was only allowing my midwife, um, and my husband and the kids were still sleeping at that point, but then they woke up kind of during it. But I was like, can you please take them downstairs? Like, I just, I want to be alone. And finally my midwife came in and she's like, Kaylee, I know you want to be alone, but you really wanted a videographer here. And I think you're going to regret it if you don't let her come up for a little, like, and just do a few like shots and then she can leave again if you want her to. And I'm like, yeah, okay, that's fine. Like let her in. And, um, so she came up and started setting everything up and that was, that was great. I didn't even notice. Um, and yeah, so I just like labored in the tub. My husband was there. Um, Oh, and another backtrack to Levi's birth. I had made this whole birth playlist and when it started playing, it irritated me so badly. <laughs> I was like, shut that thing off right now. Cause I was so like tightly wound any type of noise. Just like I was like, so, uh, so irritable. Um, I, I'm kind of being dramatic about that. I wasn't super irritable. I was just like very protective, I would say. Mm. Um, so with this birth, however, I wanted the music playing the whole time and I had made a new playlist and I loved hearing it this time. It was actually what I just, I felt, I just, I like leaned into the music and just worshiped and, um, God gave me specific songs, uh, for my birth and they were like, so will I, if you know that one, it's like, if the stars were made to worship, so will I. And I just love that it was talking about creation and, how like everything on earth is made to worship God and like how birth is just such a, 
beautiful, like mm. worshipful experience. Um, and then the other one that I remember specifically was worthy of it all. And it says, you are worthy of it all for from you are all things and to you are all things. Mm. And, um, I remember just like laboring to that and thinking like, wow, like you're giving me this baby and I'm laboring to bring him forth for you. Like it is like such a beautiful transaction with that song. So anyways, I remember I like I was laboring and I reached down again and I feel Bo's head again. And um, I just started bawling and just thanking God because I remember thinking back to when I said to God, like, Lord, I don't have time to like pray into this, but I'm just going to trust you that you're going to make it so amazing again. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. when I, when I reached down and I felt his head and it had not been painful, it had not been hard. It had been beautiful. I was just overwhelmed. Like, wow, you're doing it again. Like you're doing it again. You're doing it again. You're so faithful. Um, so I, And it honestly felt like a worship moment in the room. Like I, I, I remember just feeling like I was like surrounded by light. Like I, I, it was, I can't, it honestly, like I can still remember the moment and it's hard to put it into words. But when I realized like God is doing it again, it was just like worship. I, I, it's hard to describe. (laughs) It really is. But I just remember like light, just being surrounded by light and just crying and thanking God. Um, And I should say too, so I was believing for a pain-free birth with both of them. Um, And with Levi, uh, my contractions were not painful. They were intense. It was work, but I was not suffering whatsoever. Mm. And I was not what you would call in pain at all. And my, the three pushes with him even were not painful. It was intense and it was work, but it was not painful. I never felt a ring of fire. I never felt out of control. It was, it was amazing. And then with Bo, again, my contractions were not painful. They were work. It was intense. It was not pain. It was not suffering in any way. Um, and so, but when I got to the pushing part with Bo, um, he moved down and the first big contraction of where he came through the birth canal, right before, I think he started to crown, it like shocked me. It was very intense. And I kind of started panicking a little bit. And I was like, oh my gosh. And I like tensed up. And my midwife came over and put her hands on my shoulders. And it's actually on the video. You can see it. Um, and she just prayed. And my shoulders literally just relaxed you mm-hmm. you can see the whole thing it's it's so cool um and I just started saying I can do this I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me um and great is your faithfulness reaching to the heavens your faithfulness reaches to the skies that was like those were my verses and I had them up on the wall too um And so, yeah, again, it was three pushes and he was out and those pushes were way more intense than they were with Levi. I remember right after being like, that was very intense. That was very intense. Like that really, that kind of shook me a little bit. Like, I don't want to do that again. (laughs) Um, But 
yeah, I, I gave birth to him. He was healthy. He was crying. He was like a more lavender, like purpley color, but he pinked right up. Um, and yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of any other details. Um, he nursed really well. Uh, I never felt any pain nursing him whatsoever. Mm. The hardest part was my nipples got a little bit chapped, like crazy the difference. Um, just, I think from having, I don't know, practiced or I, I don't know with, with my son, it just came so easily with Bo. It, it was never painful. He would eat in five minutes and be done. And it, I'm so grateful for that. Cause I had two other kids. I really didn't have time to be like struggling with breastfeeding. So, um, yeah. And then, um, my, uh, the midwives were here. They have a practice of three of them. Um, so they all came just because they were free and that's like what they do. They're like a team together. Um, and my mother-in-law was here. The kids came in as I was about to start pushing. Um, when I was in the intense pushing, I asked for them to go out just because I any type of like responsibility in the room, it kind of like makes it harder to just like relax into it. So, um, I asked them to, to, to take them out just for a minute. And then as soon as he was born, I called them right back in. So they Mm -hmm. came right in. Um, yeah, it was awesome. And, um, our, our dog was like sniffing, going up on the pool. He had actually been there for both home births. So he was like used to it by (laughs) that time. Um, and yeah, and then postpartum with Bo um, was honestly a little bit harder. It was definitely harder than Levi's in a different way. I, I, I got overwhelmed really easily. I think just having three kids and like when you have a newborn and then there's like two kids being super rowdy and wild and, you know, being kids and just having fun. I got overwhelmed with it and Mm -hmm. I had a hard time like managing stress. Um, And I started to realize that like my hormones were really off. So for the, for the first 18 months after having Bo, I started learning about like pro metabolic eating and balancing your hormones through nutrition and supplementation and things like that. And it took a while, but I saw a huge difference. It took a while for everything to be totally balanced. I'll say that, but I saw a major, major difference within a couple weeks of really focusing on nourishing my body and slowing down and, um, yeah, just taking care of myself really because I was totally running on stress hormones. Mm. Um, so yeah, that was like a journey that I went on after Bo and, and, um, it's interesting because I did, I had done the keto diet after Levi to lose a lot of weight and I did and I felt great. But, um, once I got pregnant with Bo again, I started eating normal, like sugar and whatever I really wanted. I didn't go crazy, but, um, I started having like heart palpitations every time I would eat something with sugar in it. And I told my midwife and she's like, you know, I don't know any research, but she's like, you're not my first pregnant person who has done keto and then had a hard time. So, um, 
Yeah. So she would like monitor my blood sugar and things. And I don't know exactly why that happened, but, um, I, I, what I'm guessing is my body couldn't really metabolize sugar as well anymore. Cause I had like starved it of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just kind of messed with my system. So yeah. So I've done a lot of healing since then. My son is going to be two in May and I would say my hormones are finally healed. And, um, yeah, I feel like I've got a good hold on it now. So yeah, that's my, those are my birth stories. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Love it. And what a contrast from that first birth experience, you know, the, the next two and especially that last one, (laughs) like yeah, how, yeah. Wow. It's, it's just so, so amazing. What, like what can happen when you, first of all, like lean into the Lord with it. Like not saying you weren't doing that with your first birth, but like listening to him and like what he's leading you to do and like how that impacts your birth choices and like how, when he's kind of taking the reins of that, how different it can be, you know, like he may lead some women to go into the hospital. I've heard birth stories where he literally like called women out of home birth and told them to go to the hospital, you know, for whatever reason. Um, but like, just, that's just like such a beautiful key thing is just listening to his voice and then like leaning into that and then letting him, you know, lead you into the way that your birth should be. And yeah, it's just so beautiful. And one thing I did want to comment on when you had first mentioned your first birth and how it started with your water breaking and, um, you know, how they said that, well, now your water's broken and it's a risk of infection. Um, most people don't realize that the reason there's a risk of infection is because when your water is broken and you're being checked, like yep. <laughs> vaginally, that is what is going to introduce bacteria and lead to infections. Exactly. So if your water breaks, I know I've heard of, of midwives you know, letting women have their water broken for days. And it's like, yeah, just wait for your body to, you know, do the thing. (laughs) And, um, it's just so unfortunate that the, the hospital system puts such a intense clock on that. And, and yeah, they're the ones that you're usually introducing the infection if there's going to be one. So, um, yeah, that's something. Absolutely. That doesn't always need to be a rush to the hospital if, you know, nothing's going on. You can stay at home and you can wait for for labor to start. And if it takes a while, that's okay. And, um, of course, a lot of people don't know that. <laughs> right. Uh, Absolutely. Yeah. But, man, man, I just love I, how – oh, you, you can say what you want to say. I just wanted to confirm what you had said about, you know, when you – like invite the Lord in. I, with my first daughter, I remember having the realization after of like, I never even considered that God might be interested in me giving birth. Like Mm. for some reason it was like God on one side and then like me and pregnancy and birth on the other. Like Mm -hmm. I had never dawned on me that God might want to be involved in this. Um, So yeah, I just want to echo that and agree and just say like God really cares. Like he Mm -hmm. cares a whole lot. His first command that he gave ever was be fruitful and multiply. So he really cares about it. Mm -hmm. Um, And and definitely just invite him in. Like everything is so different when you do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 
Yeah, well, I've, I've had this conversation before, too, on the podcast about this, and I totally agree. It's like, it's something that, like, we just don't really think to do, you know? It's just like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, God gave me a baby, and it's a blessing, and, you know, you you thank him for that and all of that, but it's not something that we automatically go to, like, okay, God, so now that you're giving me this blessing and this responsibility, like, how am I supposed to steward this, and where are you leading me? Um, for the next step, you know, it's like just not something that we really think to do. And, um, I feel like when I hear women tell their stories of like, this is what God led me to, it's always such a beautiful outcome because that's just who he is, (laughs) you know? Right. And through that, you just witness his glory and, and his, this, yeah, just the beauty of it all. And it's, I love it so much. Yeah, so I was just going to say um, about that, just how worshipful, you know, you you had, you know, that birth that you had was just, oh, I just love that picture of, of you just being in that worship and just what you felt. And, you know, obviously, I, I don't know what it exactly was that you felt, but just hearing it just like gave me chills and just, oh, it's so beautiful. And I'm... I love that you're able to share that and and allow other women to hear and see that like wow this is possible, you know? <laughs> like yeah. it can be like that and yeah, it's just when you can invite invite the Lord into it to journey along with him and and let him lead and guide you. That's just it's just how he is. He's so good and faithful. Yeah. And it's so important for us to tell our stories too, because there are so many women that I've talked to that I'll tell them, you know, they might share with me their, their birth experience and it might be less than desirable. And I'll share with them like how the Lord redeemed birth for me and how different it was and all these things. And then like, I have so many friends that I've had that conversation with, and then they went and had a redeeming birth or they went and they, they invited the Lord in or like some, just something beautiful came out of it. And Mm -hmm. it's just so important to talk about because like I said, when I had my first daughter at 23, I had never had a conversation with another woman about birth ever. Mm -hmm. So it's like, we have to be talking to each other. That's how they used to do it. Back in the day, it was a communal society women knew what what happened and they weren't shocked by it and it's like we've gotten so introverted now and we don't live in community like that anymore um that it's shocking and it's not happening like the way it should be in Mm -hmm. a community setting so I really I love that you're doing this podcast because it needs to be talked about like it really really does Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah and and especially I think in the Christian circles because I listen to a couple of podcasts where it's not Christian at all. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like very new agey and, and witchy. Yeah. And because, you know, it's like, that's, I guess, more of like the natural crunchy, you know, right. side of, of things. And it's, it's these women, they're doing that. And they are having these women's circles and, you know, doing communal birth. And it's really you know, hippie and witchy and whatever, but I would love to see that brought on to the side of like Jesus and, you know, mm-hmm. like, and, and Holy Spirit like led. And, um, so yeah, I, I love that, that 
people are starting to kind of like bringing that more into the Christian world because there isn't a lot of resources out there for Christian women when it comes to, you know, that kind of a thing. And it's starting, you know, I'm seeing um, like Brooke at Sister Birth, she's doing an amazing job of of kind of introducing that and more communal, like sisterhood, um, like with the Jesus aspect of it too. And, um, you know, that's something that I hope to do as well and I hope to bring light to that. So, um, and I'm sure there are other, you know, I'm sure there's lots of, I think pain-free birth on Instagram. She's, she's a Christian and, um, and she's, you know, doing the work too. So I know there's lots of, of women that are starting to really step up and, and become more popular, I guess. And, um, if there's anything you want trending, it's Jesus in, in birth, right? Amen. <laughs> yes. Oh uh, uh, yeah. So man, yeah, those stories were beautiful. Thank you for sharing them. Um, did you have Thank anything you. else that you wanted to, to add or do you feel like you covered everything that you wanted um. to? Yeah, I think, uh, well, can I share a resource that I really yes. like was helpful? Yeah. So there's a woman, um, and like you said, there are a lot more coming out now, but when I was having Levi, there really wasn't, it was like six years ago and it, it, and it's, it's starting now, but it wasn't. Um, and there's this one woman named Kiara Blazer. Mm, um, yes. I did her birth class. Yeah. <laughs> yes, me too. Exactly. Yes. A heavenly mm-hmm. And she has an online birth class. Um, and then she also has a podcast called Birth in God's Presence. And mm-hmm. I've literally listened to every episode like at least three or four times, like yeah. <laughs> between both my home births. Me and, too. Um, yeah, it's, it's phenomenal. I knew what woman you were talking about that her husband or God called her out of the hospital. Yeah. Or out of home birth into yeah. the hospital. Sorry. <laughs> my words are mincing. Jessie, I listened to her episodes because she has like two or three mm-hmm. a thousand times. Yeah. <laughs> She's amazing. So, uh, yeah, I definitely recommend that podcast. And obviously, this podcast too is phenomenal. Um, and just Kiara's online birth course. Um, and Kiara also on her website has birth um, labor tracks mm-hmm. where she just says scriptures and just birth declarations and they're totally grounded in scripture. And I would fall asleep listening to them every night and I am positive that it had a major impact on my birth because I remember during labor, like bringing up those declarations that I had said over myself, like, Mm. like I open up really well and smoothly and I can't remember them exactly now, but like just amazing things that I would repeat to myself Mm -hmm. and, um, yeah, they were just beautiful. So I highly, highly recommend those birth tracks. And I think it's like $5 or $10 or something, but they're, they're priceless. So, yeah. and I think they're yeah. free with the course too. If you, oh, do, yes. if you buy the course, yes. I think you get the tracks for free. And then also like the scripture birth affirmations. Um, yes. Cause yeah, yeah, I did her class with, with Brightland's birth. Um, yeah, she's awesome. Um, so the last thing I always like to ask is, I know you already gave some beautiful nuggets of wisdom, but if there was one thing you'd want to say to a first time mom going into her a birth for the first time, what's something that you'd want to tell her? Yeah, I, I'd want to say that your care provider works for you. You don't work for them. Mm. And if something is not feeling right to you, or if 
you're not feeling heard or if you're not feeling valued where you're getting your 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 healthcare from, whether it's a doctor or a midwife or a nurse or anything, if somebody is not treating you with kindness and respect and hearing you, you can absolutely switch at any point in your pregnancy. Mm -hmm. Whether you're 40 weeks plus or you're just starting, find somebody who makes you feel valued and heard and seen. Um, You do not have to live blindly by whatever doctor says. Um, I had a friend who was at the hospital until I think 39 weeks and then she decided to switch to home birth. Like it's, and I'm not just advocating for home birth. Like you can find another doctor at another hospital or whatever, if that's what makes you comfortable, but find somebody that honors and respects you. Um, because the people that are in the room when you give birth make a huge difference to your Mm -hmm. experience and you really want to make sure that you're setting yourself up for success in that way. Yeah. Um, And yeah, that's it. Yeah. That's the biggest thing of, of, of advice. And then the other thing is when you're postpartum, surround yourself with people as much as you can and mm-hmm. go to mom groups. Even if you feel silly going the first couple times, it's really important to be around other mothers um, so that you can just know that what you're going through is normal and you're not alone and things like that. So yeah. those would be my two biggest piece of advice. Mm-hmm. Yep. I agree with that for sure. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I don't have anything to add. Um, cool. Well, thank you again for coming on and sharing your beautiful stories and, um, yeah, they, they're, they were, yeah, just beautiful and they really touched me and makes me just want to have another baby. As I was holding my little eight week old a few minutes ago. Oh my goodness. But Baby fever already. Oh gosh, yeah. It's so funny. But yeah, so all you listening out there, I mean, you might have baby fever too after listening to this. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just beautiful. So thank you. Thanks for sharing. I loved it. Yeah, thank you so much for having me on. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you were encouraged in some way through this story. As a reminder, please rate and review our podcast, and you can connect with us on social media at Birth Journeys Podcast. For more information or to share your own story, please visit birthjourneyspodcast.com and fill out the brief questionnaire. See you next time.